This is Optimal Startup Daily, episode 326, Temptation by Nir Eyal of nearandfar.com. And I'm Dan, and this is where I read to you every single day from some of the best blogs on entrepreneurship. Is your Wi-Fi slowing down at the office or when you're working from home? Then it's time for you to upgrade your Wi-Fi. Netgear's business Wi-Fi 6 products, like their Orbi Pro Mesh systems and Wi-Fi 6 access points, represent the latest in Wi-Fi technology. The world runs on Wi-Fi. With Netgear Wi-Fi 6 business solutions, you get the very best Wi-Fi performance, security, and coverage to keep you connected, whether you're at the office, working from home, or on the go. Visit netgear.com business and use code OPTIMAL10 at checkout to save 10%. And today's post is from Nir Eyal, and we're going to get to that right now as we optimize your life. Temptation by Nir Eyal of nearandfar.com How do products tempt us? What makes them so alluring? It is easy to assume we crave delicious food or impulsively check email because we find pleasure in the activity, but pleasure is just half the story. Temptation is more than just the promise of reward. Recent advances in neuroscience allow us to peer into the brain, providing a greater understanding of what makes us want. In 2011, Sriram Chelapan, an assistant professor of computer science at Missouri University of Science and Technology, gained unheard of access to sensitive information about the way undergraduates were using the internet. His study tracked students on campus as they browsed the web. Chelapan was looking for patterns, which not only revealed what students were doing online, but provided clues about who they were. We believe that your pattern of internet use says something about you, Chelapan wrote in the New York Times. Quote, Specifically, our research suggests it can offer clues to your mental well-being. End quote. Chelapan concluded that there was, in fact, predictive power in the data. He found students with early signs of clinical depression used the internet differently, and he could identify students most likely to face mental health issues simply by looking at how they clicked. Chelapan wrote, Quote, we identified several features of internet usage that correlated with depression. For example, participants with depressive symptoms tended to engage in very high email usage. End quote. Chelapan developed the technology in hopes of creating an early warning system to identify struggling students. But his study raised another question. Why do people with depression check email more? Alleviating pain. The answer may provide clues about why all of us use the products and services we do in our everyday lives. Psychologists believe people with depression feel negative emotions like anxiety more frequently than other people do. There's evidence that the depressed students in Chelapan's study were using the internet more because they experience negative mental states more often. To try and feel better, they turn to the web to boost their mood. Finding ways to make ourselves feel better is not something only depressives do. We all seek relief from feeling bad and the brain is primed to help us learn where we can find escape. Just as we might take a Tylenol to relieve a headache, we turn to products to relieve emotional pain. In fact, these two biological processes are so closely linked that taking a Tylenol has been shown to ease both physical and emotional pain. The drug is effective in treating headache and heartache. Having a pain to cure is a necessary prerequisite to using products. Recent neuroscience reveals the brain even adds pain to things that were previously pleasurable to push us to get what our bodies want. When temptation is activated in the brain, it induces a biological process that not only turns on the pleasure response, but also the body's physiological stress response. 
Consider a 2005 study which looked at the physiological response of women exposed to images of chocolate. Researchers observed that the women experienced a subconscious reaction of alarm similar to seeing a threatening animal in the wild. The women, who had identified themselves as chocolate cravers, described feeling not only pleasure at the thought of consuming the chocolate, but also agitation, angst, and a feeling of loss of control in the face of their desire. For these women's brains, temptation was stressful. Since the 1950s, researchers have explored how the brain's reward system compels behavior. Our understanding of the complex circuitry shows that pleasure and pain work together. Once the brain learns something good is about to happen, it induces a craving we feel as stress. The fastest relief from this discomfort is to get what we want. Exaggeration and fear. Companies, of course, are masters of temptation. If marketing is defined as the process of communicating the value of a product or service to customers, then implicit in this practice is accentuating the positive aspects of what's being sold. This technique is used not only in hawking goods, but is also found in nature. Animals have been tricking each other by accentuating desirable traits for millennia. The process is called supernormal stimuli, and it is a key to enticing action by creating the stress of desire. Another way products induce intense desire is through a certain kind of fear, particularly our innate need to have as much as the next person. The phenomenon is exhibited with a simple experiment conducted by Franz DeWall, a primatologist at Emory University. In the study, DeWall rewarded two capuchin monkeys with a cucumber when they completed a simple task, in this case, handing a rock to the researcher. When both monkeys were given the same reward, they completed the task as prescribed. But when the researcher gave one monkey a grape while offering the other the standard cucumber, the results were very different. The stiffed monkey, who was perfectly content just seconds before with his cucumber, began shrieking and baring his teeth, thrashing in his cage, and pounding on the table to show his anger. Known in the vernacular as FOMO, or fear of missing out, marketers utilized this inborn trigger to incite pain akin to what the capuchin monkey felt into Wall's cage. Marketers tasked with increasing consumption of their company's products have a difficult job. They're often charged with manufacturing desire. To do that, they need to find the customer's problem, their pain, in order to alleviate it. Without the biological basis spurring our desire, there would be no sales. So marketers must at least accentuate, if not induce, a level of discomfort to make us crave their wares. Like in the undergraduates in Chelopon's study exhibiting signs of depression, we all seek to escape feeling bad. The products and services that provide immediate relief are those we come to depend on most. You just listened to the post titled Temptation by Nir Ayal of nearandfar.com. And a real quick thanks to BKA Content for sponsoring this episode. As you know, first impression is important in the business world, and having a functional website helps establish a great first impression. However, creating a consistent content calendar and constantly publishing new content is a tedious task. So what can you do to impress your audience and increase your brand awareness? This is where BKA Content comes in. BKA Content is a content writing agency with 10 plus years of experience that does all the heavy lifting for you. They will take over the responsibility of doing keyword research, brainstorming relevant topics, and writing the content for you. To make it work for you, they offer different sized packages depending on the volume of content you need. Now you can just focus on your strengths in other areas and have your blog posts delivered directly to your inbox fully ready to be published and watch your web traffic grow. 
If you need help with content writing, go to bkacontent.com OSD to learn more and get your free month of blogs. That's bkacontent.com OSD to learn more and get your free month of blogs. And thanks to Nir, uh, his name and site, by the way, are spelled N-I-R. Nir previously taught as a lecturer in marketing at the Stanford Graduate School of Business and the Hasso Plattner Institute of Design at Stanford. He currently writes, consults, and teaches about the intersection of psychology, technology, and business, or as Nir refers to it, behavioral design. Since 2003, Nir has co-founded and sold two tech companies and was dubbed by the MIT Technology Review as the prophet of habit-forming technology. He's also the author of two best-selling books. They are Hooked, How to Build Habit-Forming Technology, and Indistractable, How to Control Your Attention and Choose Your Life. And those are both highly reviewed books, which you can see along with his blog and more at nearandfar.com, which I have linked in this episode's description. But that does it for today here on Optimal Startup Daily. I thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.